Ashley at the Boobies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And Sean is back with us. Hi, Sean. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're doing another in our series of 12 Days of Christmas, where leading up to the holiday, we talk about a movie that has something to do with it. Uh, and uh, this one is called The Ice Harvest. And Sean, tell us what it's about. <laughs> so The Ice Harvest, uh, the basic plot of The Ice Harvest is... Um, it's Christmas Eve in Wichita, Kansas, and we've got uh, mob lawyer Charlie, played by John Cusack, and pornographer Vic, played by <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton, and they have swindled $2 million from their mobster boss, uh, played by Randy Quaid, and icy conditions in the town kind of uh, shut down their escape route, so they have to uh, postpone their getaway and bide their time and uh, try to make it out of Wichita, Kansas before... Their boss catches up with them, um, hijinks ensue, and uh, yeah, that's kind of the plot of uh, the Ice Stars. Yeah, this is a very, very dark, dark comedy, I guess. Is it supposed to be a comedy? Sure. Um, I it's, it's kind of the antithesis, really, of a typical Christmas movie. Mm. Um, if you're looking for an alternative to, you know, the sugary, sappy traditional Christmas film, then this is definitely, definitely that. Um, it's interesting that it is set at Christmas. I mean, we were talking a little bit after the movie. It didn't necessarily have to be set at Christmas. Um, but the fact that it is kind of just adds another sharper contrast to, you know, the joy of Christmas and the complete sleaziness of mm-hmm. these characters in this situation. And um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's in itself kind of a joke. Um, so I don't know. There's some, there's some tense moments. It's not necessarily an original kind of story. It's the traditional kind of, um, you know, a heist or a thief, uh, a theft has gone, kind of goes wrong and there's, you know, a bloody, bloody aftermath. And I don't know. I feel like I've seen that done better in other movies. Um, but this one wasn't bad. Um, as far as those go, there were some tense moments, some suspenseful moments, um, I don't think it was quite as funny as it was maybe trying to be sometimes, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I have, I'm a mixed opinion of it, but I, I overall, I kind of liked it. Yeah. I actually kind of liked this movie. It's not really something that's normally in my wheelhouse. Um, I don't think I'd even ever heard of it. Uh, even though it came out when I, you know, 16 years ago when I was a, alive and conscious and aware of things. But, uh, it came to my attention because uh, of Ghostbusters Afterlife, of all things, uh, which came out, I guess, last month it was. And, uh, of course, that Harold Ramis was in the news because, you know, it's Ghostbusters and he's no longer alive and blah, blah, blah. And um, I saw it somewhere where it said, you know, you know, he directed a kind of a Christmas movie uh, called The Ice Harvest. And I went and I looked at the the plot teaser for it, which, you know, Sean kind of went over. And I was, I was like, this is mild, sounds mildly intriguing. So kind of put it on the list. Um, and it's, it's not bad. I, I actually think it, it is pretty successful in its dark humor. I would suggest you probably read, uh, you go to rogergeber.com and read his review of it when it came out. Cause he gave it three out of four stars and says in a, much better than I could about about why he likes it, but I kind of agree with a lot of what he says. It, it does a really good balance of the dark humor with the violence. Mm-hmm. He compared it to, I think, Blood Simple in that regard, um, which is actually a movie I haven't seen, 
but I, I know of the type of, you know, Coen Brothers um, style. So if it's anything like that, then yeah, I mean, I think that this is correct. I do agree with Ashley. I mean, I, I think I have seen this done better, although I'm not sure what necessarily this is in the sense of it starts out, you start out with the initial opening scene thinking like this is all going to be about the crime, right? Mm. And it is and it isn't. Um, it, it, the movie has a very languid pace, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not your a high-octane crime action thriller. This is a, a slow-burn, languidly-paced movie that actually in the first half, I thought to myself, like, huh, if this were any other type, if this were another type of movie, there'd be a lot of violence in this, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure enough, in the back half, there's a lot of violence in it. Uh, but yeah, for a while there, it's just a languidly paced, um, kind of, you, you're watching John Cusack's character kind of go about, you know, you, a, a sort of a, a slice of life of him post stealing money, mm-hmm. uh, but him going around Wichita, Kansas, talking to people he knows on Christmas Eve night. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, kind of funny because um, I, I hadn't seen it, nor I don't think I'd even heard of it either um, until it was on your list. And so I picked it off your list. And kind of like you both have said, when the movie started, um, I kind of came in thinking, eh, you know, this is not because, you know, Cusack's done The Grifters, which was kind of black noir. He did Gross Point Blank where he was in a set. So I kind of figured by the opening speech that he gave when you know, I'm giving nothing away in the very opening where he's like, people say there is no such thing as the perfect crime. I disagree. I started like <laughs> kind of groaning, like this is, gonna, you know, this is going to be one of those. And I feel like after, especially after Pulp Fiction, there were a million of these types of movies out, you know, crime dramas, um, kind of chatty crime dramas where a lot of it was dialogue driven and you know, very Tarantino ripoff. But Funny thing happened. I as the movie went on, I kind of, I mean, I it kind of sold me. I I thought um, Cusack was good. Billy Bob Thornton was good. Um, yeah, I kind of liked this. The more this went on, the more I liked it, and the more. I mean, it's not original by any means. Even you know, in these types of this was kind of midwestern noir. I would say. I mean, I liked the setting in Wichita. I thought that was cool. I thought it was uh, you know the Kansas City mob is something that. Um, doesn't get a lot of screen time, but it is a thing. The Kansas City Mob. So I thought that was kind of inspired, but um, yeah, the more the more it went on, the more I liked it. I, I don't think I think it's pretty. I thought it, I think it thinks it's a well written movie and it's fine, but I think that like the twists and turns are pretty predictable. I thought you know like the double, triple, quadruple um, backstabbings in this type of movie are pretty. I mean, they're pretty standard nowadays. You, but it was just something about it. I think the setting. I think Wichita was like a character in itself, the ice storm, the Christmas setting. Um, yeah. As, as the movie went on, I liked it more. I liked the, I liked the sleaziness of its pornographers, strip bars, crooked <laughs> lawyers, mob. Um, so yeah, I was pleasantly surprised actually about, about how, how much I actually liked this film. Yeah. And that's something real quick. I should say, you know, you hit upon, I mean, this is, you know, full on nudity, right. Mm-hmm. Of, of women uh, mm-hmm. in this, I mean, strip joints, Yes, yeah. it's, it's a it's a there's a sleazy vibe to it, mm-hmm. which um, if you buy into it, I think helps it. At least yeah. it, it's this is not a a glossy movie. Mm-mm. This is you know, I mean, there's really no quote unquote likable moral character in the entire film, right? I don't think anyone is is. I mean, everybody's pretty dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, 
pun intended, but <laughs> that's something Ebert talks about in his review, which I agree with, which is John Cusack is good in this role and that he doesn't know how many people could have played this role and still made it likable. Yeah. Because um, you still like his character. Yeah. But I mean, he's a mob lawyer. Yeah. He he's, helps manage or run a strip club. Mm. He's gets his, you know, he steals money. You know, as things go on in this movie, he gets his hands very dirty. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's got to walk a fine line. I mean, that's a good point. Cusack's always kind of been like that ultra boyish. Like he's, even when he's playing, like in Gross Point Blank, he's playing an assassin. He's the, he's innocent enough. You know, Cusack's just got that, which is not serving him well. Like now, I don't think into your fifties, you kind of, he's kind of lost that thing, but he had, <laughs> even up in 2005, he still had the, uh, the alter boy, alter boy gone bad type thing where you're still like, Oh, I love John Cusack. I'm rooting for John Cusack. <laughs> um, I couldn't help but think, and I think it's because Billy Bob Thornton is in the movie. I couldn't help but think about Bad Santa, which is another movie that is an antithesis of your typical Christmas film um, and very dark humor. That one, I think, is more successful as a dark comedy. Um, of course, it's it's a very different kind of movie, but I, I couldn't help thinking about it. And I, I, like you guys have mentioned, I love the the setting in Wichita and the ice storm too. I thought was a nice touch. Mm. I mean, not only did it give an excuse for them to have to stay there and live through this night, but it, it also because you know ice storms are kind of you know they're cold and they can you know cause some tension because they're kind of, they can be scary sometimes. So it just added to the overall mood of the of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I. Uh... Meant to look up the uh, composer for this. It was uh, David Kate. Um, not familiar with him per se. Uh, and you know, I'm someone who, if I think a score is really good, I'll, I'll notice it. I'll pay attention to it. And during the, at least the first half of the movie, I didn't notice the score. Yeah, I noticed they they put in a lot of Christmas songs to kind of drive home the point that this mm-hmm. is Christmas time. But uh, there's a, a point in the movie. It's. Um, Billy Bob Thornton, John Cusack, and uh, Mike Starr, the actor, uh, they're all on a scene together in a car. And they're on a way to, it's a body of water. I can't remember if it's a river or a lake. But there's this, uh, something happens in that scene, and then there's this, the score kind of kicks in. And it, I, I all of a sudden perked up and noticed the score at that point. I'm like, wow, this is really, mm-hmm. this is, I like this bit of music. And, um, and then that whole sequence that takes place at, at, the, at the water I thought was really well done. And to me, that's when this movie really got me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the way it was all handled. And, and yeah, I thought that was like, wow, this is like really well done. Like the direction was going good here. The cinematography, the yeah. music, you know, this is all kicking in. And then um, finally, when Randy Quaid shows up, uh, that scene to me and its aftermath, um, that's when I really felt the film noir aspect of this. Yeah. Um, so I felt like this movie, I want to say the movie ended strong. That said, there is a the actual last part of it, the last scene. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I thought I was like, okay, sure. I, I was like, did that, did that scene have to be in here or is it just, I don't yeah, know. but well, you know, I, a little bit of Oliver Platt goes a long way for me. And it always had, he always has, you know, Oliver Platt that plays um, Pete. Yeah. Is right. <laughs> so, he kind of grates on my nerves and this was, I'd say a little too much Oliver Platt for me. I, I like him in very small doses. So that was actually my least favorite part of the film is, is his character. He's yeah. just, 
if you watch the movie, he's a drunken, loudish, loud buffoon. Not unlike myself, which I thought, I'm like, well, I really don't like this guy. And I'm like, maybe he's probably like me. But um, yeah, I was just going to say that uh, he didn't really do it for me. If somebody else would have been in that role, I think I would have even liked this movie more. But yeah, that was kind of one of my main complaints. And I, I had read on Wikipedia where did you, had you read, there were alternate, alternate endings shot to, mm-hmm. to this movie. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you should read it. Cause I, th- I would have liked the film even better if it would have used any of the two alternate endings. They, they kind of discussed, but huh. yeah, I mean, overall I was, you know, pretty pleasantly, pre- pleasantly surprised to have watched this. I, I kind of liked it a lot. And I liked, uh, as Wichita falls, so falls, Wichita falls. <laughs> I don't know really what that means other than, it's a little clever thing. It's supposed to mean something other than... I don't know. I mean, there is a Wichita Falls. Yeah. And there's a Wichita. Yeah. I guess how, it's a play on words. I, I yeah. How are they... I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know if they were something between the two. But yeah, I, li- I like that, though. <laughs> that's a... Yeah. It's funny, Ashley. When the movie opened, it opens with this kind of stark, wintry scene of what's supposed to be the Kansas landscape. And you were like, yep, that looks like Kansas. Because yeah, you're from there. That's where mm-hmm. I'm from. Um, and I've been I've been to Wichita. I spent a week there one night, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Sure, yeah." But then I looked at IMDb, and as much as that can be trusted, uh, the filming location section. This was all filmed in Illinois. <laughs> this is even more fun. I mean, that might be one reason I like it. Like I said, I love. I'm a sucker for the Midwest. I I feel like the Midwest always gets misrepresented, or you know, you don't see too much set in the Midwest these days. And I I like. I like the fact that Wichita was kind of a character slash thing in this movie. And yeah, they, like you said, actually, it's very, that opening scene with him standing ruminating in the field is like, you're like, yep, I've seen that field. <laughs> it's very, at least they got that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what would you give it out of 10? Um, I'm going to give it a seven. Same here, Ashley. Uh, it gets a six from me. All right. So our score then is a 6.7. And it is on the tomato meter. It has a rotten 47% from critics and a 43% from audiences. That's funny. I'm not 100% shocked at that. I mean, I feel like this is a movie that, you know, I can see people not liking it. Yeah. But it's funny, though. It's 15 years old at this point, And it, I don't know. It seemed pretty fresh to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's that's is uh, the ice harvest. Um, you've heard us talk about it, so you know it's not your typical Christmas movie, but I think it's something that you know. If it sounds like something you might like, then I think you'd probably like it. <laughs> uh, thank you, uh, as always, Sean, for joining us, and thanks for having me. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.